What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we dive into another spooky movie. And this time, it's the homies pick again. And we are throwing it to a pick that has been consistent, steadfast, has been the only pick that this homie has ever given out as an option. <laughs> and we commend them for their loyalty to this mm -hmm. film. It happens to work very well uh, to cover in Black History Month. And so we will be talking about the movie Killjoy, which was recommended and just so dutifully requested by our homie Demonic Teddy Bear. <laughs> Congrats, Demonic. It's finally happening. <laughs> We're finally talking about this movie. Mm -hmm. And apparently, I'm finally seeing it for the first time because according to the people that we talked to on Monday, a lot of people have already seen this. I apparently was in the minority. Yeah, basically everybody's seen this movie except <laughs> for you. But you'd now had you heard of this movie before or no? I'd heard the name before, I think. I don't know if that's me confusing Demonic's uh, recommendations with me like hearing about this title in the past. Mm -hmm. But only by name. I I I even thought maybe this was one of those movies that, oh, perhaps I've seen bits of it on TV or something. No, I've never seen nor knew anything about Killjoy. Okay, great, first of all. <laughs> um, because I always like when you know um, very little about the movie that we are going to be talking about. It's just always nice and fun for me, at least when I've seen it before and I kind of have an idea of what you're going into. I love that. I mean, also understandably so. I do think that this is one of those movies, not only movie, but series, because there are one, two, three, four, five, six of these. Six of these. Just That's a heads up. Crazy. Just a heads up. But what I was going to say is I do think that this is the sort of film where you don't ever really hear about it. But then once you hear about it, you check it out. Because mm -hmm. you're like, what is this? What are we talking about? A killer clown? Sure, why not? Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, once you once you watch the first one, obviously there is a base there. There's a fan base there. Because we have this one, which came out in 2000. Okay, so actually, I'm going to shut the fuck up. Because earlier, I told you that the second one came out in 2010. The second one actually came out in 2002. Ooh, the third yeah. one came out in 2010. 2012 was Killjoy Goes to Hell. Oh, what um, And then 2016 was the next one. And the most recent one, Bunker of Blood 07, Killjoy's Carnage Caravan. That one came out in 2019. These titles are just getting better by the sequel. Mm-hmm. Very creative. <laughs> very, very creative. I applaud them for that. 
But um, I also think that another reason that you could potentially get kind of put on to the Killjoy series is if you are a fan of the Full Moon Features um, production company. I'm interested. I only bring up because I'm kind of interested to see how, like, if you if you're familiar with some of the other films that Full Moon has produced and distributed, because I, I do think that Killjoy fits perfectly within the other movies that have come out of that distribution company. Uh-huh. Um, but Full Moon is most notably known. Probably their most popular one um, is the Puppet Master series, which we I haven't seen. You know this. Which you haven't seen. Um, they also have subspecies, subspecies, which I haven't seen, but it's a vampire series. Also, most of Full Moon's films have multiple sequels. Like mm. almost, I, I don't know how many Puppet Masters there are, like 11 or something. There's a crazy amount. Subspecies also has four. Mm-hmm. Um, Killjoy, obviously, Demonic Toys is a knockoff of Puppet Master. <laughs> that one also has, I think, like four or five. But you might know these ones: the Ginger Dead Man and Evil Bong films were also produced by Full Moon. Okay, Evil. <laughs> <laughs> what was Evil Bong? I've heard of. I've not seen, but I've oh, you heard haven't? Of. I haven't actually seen it, but I've heard of it um and ginger dead man is another one that i'm i know of but i haven't seen so like i haven't seen any of their films but those last two i've heard of before okay did you know that ginger dead and evil bong had a crossover ginger dead man versus evil bong I've got a lot of watching to do. Out. Is what this sounds <laughs> that like. That one came out in 2013. I, we might, maybe we'll have to do like a full moon. <laughs> Something. F- like episode where you just watch like one from from their most popular series and we just discuss those. Yeah. Um, Let's track because... the next full moon and see if we can synchronize. <laughs> yeah. See if we can make that work somehow. But the thing about it is all full moon films have a very specific kind of quality tone to them it's very much sort of a b-movie low budget style and a lot of them are sort of those so bad they're good films Mm -hmm. so i think once you realize that killjoy comes from that you just easily get fans of those other like movies kind of roped in on on just that alone, just being a production and distribute distributed by Full Moon, but also Killjoy is is pretty black. Like I'm not even gonna mm-hmm. hold you. It is a pretty black movie, so maybe that appeals to you as well. Maybe you're like <laughs> clowns too. <laughs> There's so many different things that might have roped you in. So but many I am- things to love. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine most people are checking for this movie because they're wondering if it is a so bad it's good movie, which is mm-hmm. something that we can can really figure out today yeah we absolutely can (laughs) um but i think before we do that it is customary for us to do our scare scale though Mm -hmm. i'm wondering do we want to do it straight up or do we want to make alterations of the scare scale for this one oh i don't know what our other scale could be true um so we might have to stick to our tried and true scare scale 
and just be honest with that. <laughs> that's that's fine with me. I just wanted to check in before we did it, but yeah, that's cool. no, that's I I wish there was another way to rate this, and maybe there is that I'm just not thinking of. But <laughs> for the scare scale, with five being, I had to watch this movie through my fingers. I couldn't I couldn't watch it on its own, and one being, I was chilling. I was mm-hmm. eyes wide open. I was fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, Killjoy is like is tried and true a one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Killjoy got you biggest chilling. <laughs> My eyes were the biggest they'd ever been. Wide open. They were dry. Yeah. I barely yeah, blinked. No. These, this, mo- this movie is not scary. And I imagine the sequels are not scary either. It is <laughs> definitely leaning into that. Um, we're just kind of having fun. Not into mm-hmm. the, oh, this is super scary. Yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely not. It is. And I don't even it's not even trying to be. That's the thing about it, too, is I don't killjoy. You do have some movies that are bad movies, but they're still attempting to have a scare or to like follow in a traditional scary movie kind of roadmap and throw in the jump scares and throw this in and the psych out and killjoy does not ever try and do that at all Mm -hmm. so there's even if you are the easiest to scare even if you are like a child i just i don't think that there's anything in this that is gonna come off as scary at all and even if maybe there was like a little bit of a imagery that it could be it so quickly gets demolished by everything else that happens within this film it's not it it ain't even something that needs to be worried about to be quite honest so no not at all (laughs) it's a solid it's like the most one we probably had definitive one i think that we maybe ever had and that's against other that's against like what was that krampus movie Krampus <laughs> the, the Reckoning, Reckoning. <laughs> that's even over that one I would say this one's more of a solid one um but yeah so watch Killjoy with the whole family if you if you so choose oh there is nudity maybe not yeah maybe not the whole family <laughs> Sorry. I did forget there is nudity in this film so yeah scratch that um but before we get into the synopsis uh we do have to give our last shout out of the month for this one, we wanted to give a shout out to our homies that we've actually shouted out before, but it's been a while and we wanted to just give them some more love. And that is our friends, Germs and Ash over at Rise from the Dead podcast. Like I said, you've heard us uh, talk about them before. As a matter of fact, we've done an episode with them before. We covered Scream 6 with them, which was a blast. Please go check out that episode if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to that yet. But we love them. We love their show. They are so hilarious, and they truly have a love for the genre. So first of all, please go and follow them on social media. They've been doing an amazing job of shouting out other black content creators, specifically in the horror genre, over on their um, social media. So that is, once again, Rise from the Dead podcast. 
go give them a follow. And then please go check out their podcast. Um, Same as us, you can find them wherever you listen to your podcast. There's a ton of episodes to catch up on if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to them yet or just haven't listened to them in a while. They had an awesome Valentine's Day episode. And then in their most recent episode, which was their Black History Month choice, they covered Dr. Black, Mr. Hyde from 1976. So yes, please go show them some love as always. Um, Give them a follow, give them a listen. And once again, those are the homies over at Rise from the Dead podcast. But okay, now that we've got all that business and information out of the way, let's go ahead and get into the movie. All right. So homies, we are entering into spoiler territory and you have been warned. But today we are talking about Killjoy from 2000. This film was directed by Craig Ross Jr., written by Carl Washington, and is starring Kareem Jamal Grimes as Michael, Vera Yell as Jada, Dee Dee Austin as Monique, Lee Marks as Jamal, and Angel Vargas as Killjoy. Michael and Jada have a complicated relationship. Michael wants nothing more than to be with Jada, but Jada's gangster ex-Lorenzo is determined to keep them apart. And when a scare session goes wrong, costing Michael his life, a new twisted evil is released on the hood, and his name is Killjoy. Insert ice cream truck abductions, clown clad kisses, and some of that real good shit here. Our film concludes with Jada and company searching for a way to stop Killjoy. Will they be able to end this clown's reign of terror, or will this kooky clown get the last laugh? Also, now that's how you bust caps. Roll credits. <laughs> um, okay, so I was just scrolling through whilst you were doing the synopsis. I was scrolling through everybody's IMDb's just to see what everyone else has been in. Mm-hmm. And would you know, only eight years before playing the titular role of Killjoy in Killjoy that Angel Vargas played Tito Jackson in the Jackson miniseries. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. With That's Angela so... Bassett herself. <laughs> God Playing his mama. Damn. Isn't that talk crazy? Talk about a come up. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Talk about range. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Let's talk about, because honestly, him as Killjoy is, the, the highlight, highlight. of Absolutely. this film. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, for a like a lower budget movie, there are a lot of things that are working against this one. Yeah. But one thing that's not, honestly, is the performance of Killjoy. Killjoy's a lot of fun. Like, just as a character, um, he's fun to see his antics. And then performance-wise, I do think Angel did a fantastic job. Yeah. Just, like, bringing character, energy, and life to this creation that we call Killjoy. Yeah, Killjoy is definitely, if nothing else, I could understand Killjoy going on to other films and things like that. 
being yeah. that being enough for you to say, oh yeah, that was fun or whatever. I'd like to see that again. It's very similar to in like the Wishmaster vein where, because mm-hmm. I think for both of us, one of the things that we love the most about Wishmaster is the Jin and his personality. And I feel like that fits in for Killjoy as well. The only thing I could see happening along this franchise is like for the, the uh, Wishmaster movies, once they got a new actor for the gin, I do feel like you felt it. And I will say that that happens in Killjoy as well. He does not reprise his role past this first one. However, I still love so much about the just the design of Killjoy that I think I would still be okay with it because I think his look is great. I love the wig. I love the way it flops <laughs> <Yeah>. when <laughs> he moves. That's one of my favorite things about Killjoy. The way that that wig is like tater or not tater totting, <laughs> seesawing, <laughs> seesawing back and forth. <laughs> it's a, honestly, it's a great design. And now, granted, this movie predates a lot of the other clown movies that we've gotten over the past couple of years. The design of Killjoy is still great in that way of like mm-hmm. it's unique enough that it like stands out from the other clowns like Pennywise and like art and all that stuff. But it's also like there's something about it that's pretty memorable. Like even if I'm mm-hmm. not going to continue any Killjoy post to, like post today, I'm going to remember what Killjoy looks like. Like the look is mm-hmm. very specific from the hair to the green gloves to to the jumpsuit and all that stuff to the teeth like all of it design wise pretty good like i i enjoyed that part (laughs) i would say honestly for me i think the teeth is the one thing that could maybe could have gone i I like the teeth i I don't know i don't know about those teeth i don't i don't (laughs) i mean it's giving pennywise the the one the one con for me is like there are definitely certain parts when you can tell the actor is fighting against those teeth. That's yes. That's <laughs> the only issue that. I have with them is I just think that the actor is fighting with his gums to keep those teeth <laughs> locked in. He is trying so hard to make sure they don't fall out of his mouth. And you're right. It's not so bad at certain parts, but I do feel like he would have had more fun and like been able to be a lot more expressive at times if, they had just dirtied up his natural his regular teeth, teeth maybe because <laughs> they're, they're fang they're so long yeah they are like woolly mammoth teeth <laughs> fighting inside of his mouth and although i think the overall effect it's like oh that does look cool i just i think he there are sometimes when he's talking and he can't even really move his mouth <laughs> <laughs> the words are just floating out through his yep. teeth <laughs> yep, absolutely. But I mean, I didn't mind it. I don't know. That could just be me. But all right, going back to the very beginning, mm-hmm. the lovely start of this of this film. Um, Roshane, what is in your notebook? All right. First thing I got here is this is the longest title card sequence of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so long. The it's the beginning like three of the film. Long. It's a three minute long title card sequence in a movie that's only like an hour 10. I don't understand (laughs) how we had to give that much time. Um, But I will say from that title card sequence, it's long as hell, but it definitely put me in the mindset of what kind of movie I was going to be watching. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just the thing about the title sequence is 
what is happening there there's not a lot it's just a like a black screen with kind of red graphics behind it and then early 2000s fucking graphics design yes three names on the screen at a time the main the reason that it feels so long is it is giving eighth grade powerpoint presentation where you just threw up shit (laughs) on your on your slide you went through one of those templates (laughs) yes and there was all these words and you were just reading it straight off of the the slide that's all it is but yeah I, i think you're right you know exactly what kind of movie we are getting um with that sort of an opening and then we meet jada and monique and where are they (laughs) the biggest question mark of this film is they're in high school they're in high school people (laughs) are high schoolers and are 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 not at all throwing me those vibes i'm getting early college at least at the youngest but we when we start the movie off with Jada and Monique chit-chatting by a fence, as you do. Mm-hmm. And then Michael approaches and asks Jada to the homecoming dance. Homecoming? For who? <laughs> what What do you mean? Homecoming from the war? There's no way you're in high school. I just no can't. I refuse way. to believe that you're in high school. Yeah, That's there's... honestly the most unbelievable part of this film. <laughs> Their ages, questionable. Um, also, with like Michael, here's the thing: is for very for a very long time, we've subscribed to this idea that you can just throw glasses and a backpack on anyone, and it turns them into yeah. a high school nerd. Um, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And like, I I I will say, I still think um, Jamal plays the role. Like he he sinks into it a couple of times like here and there but overall (laughs) i spent more time like just trying to convince myself that he was this high school nerd than like following his actual character plot oh wait who michael or jamal uh oh yeah because there is a jamal um talking about michael because his actual name is jamal Uh, i'll call him him kareem we'll we'll go by that (laughs) Um, but Michael, the actor that plays Michael, I just feel like he's fighting an uphill battle to like sell that he's like this outcast nerdy yeah. guy. Um, not that it like matters that much. I, I'm not really harping on it like it's a huge con, but it was one of those things that was just like it kind of put me out. Um, though granted, when they get to the conflict where he's getting beat up by Lorenzo and the gang, mm-hmm. I do love the fact that as he's getting stomped out. He takes the time to move his glasses into the proper position to get stomped on. <laughs> it's a really, really quick thing. And yeah. I just noticed it like uh, like just on a whim. As mm-hmm. he was getting beat up, I was like, huh, he made a really strange move with those glasses. I wonder why. And then one one scene later, stomp on the glasses like stepped ah, on. It mm-hmm. all tracks. Yeah, Michael is our geek, our titular geek, and yeah michael does not they really truly were like okay you're gonna have glasses on and you're gonna just be a little bit kind of timid and submissive when other people come up and cause a ruckus 
And therefore, not only are you a nerd, but we find out that he has like no friends. Nobody will accept him. Everybody walks all over him. This guy, uh, this chiseled jawline. It's I, a hard I... knock life for him, <laughs> apparently. When really he's giving like Stefan from Family Matters, like when Urkel, <laughs> when they said, okay, now you can be this cool, like this cool alter ego enemy guy. That is Michael. And then they just threw glasses on him. Cause yeah, he is very, even when he comes up and asks Jada out, he's, he has a lot of confidence because he keeps Jada and Monique are telling him to leave because if he gets caught, her boyfriend Lorenzo is basically going to come and like ruin his life because he's going to come and beat the shit out of him. And Michael yeah. doesn't care. Michael Don't give said, a hell. I wish Lorenzo would come and beat my ass, which he does. <laughs> but, you know, I just feel like Michael does not exude the like the type of guy who would be very scared of that until it happens. But, yeah, he comes up. He posts up next to the fence. I also feel like Jada maybe don't be caressing his fingers through the chain link fence when Lorenzo, Lorenzo arrives on the yeah. scene. <laughs> that I, also I, might I, help. Keep that as well. I was like, girl, you're not helping your case. <laughs> um, also, I still want to go back because I don't want to just skate over it um where are we we are why are we standing in a random alleyway yeah. next to a chain link fence i'm confused i know we're supposed to be in the hood quote unquote right. but the way that i thought that they were at like a park or like a community center or something as they were standing by that fence just to have the wide shot come and see them in an abandoned yeah. alleyway it's an abandoned lot <laughs> this is this just where is this just where they they kick it after yeah. school? They can't hang out anywhere else, so they hang out in the abandoned lot of the street. That you also <laughs> there is also an angel homeless man hanging out <laughs> next to them, watching this whole thing unfold, and. I guess maybe they were hanging out there waiting for Lorenzo to pick them up. But needless to say, Michael gets beat up. He stands up with not a single bruise nor bloody scar upon him, makes eye contact with the homeless man, leaves. Immediately, he turns to black magic. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Broke my glasses. I'm fucking sending you to hell, bitch. <laughs> yeah. You ain't you're not even gonna know what's next. He has a clown doll. Was that what you were thinking? It was that this would be that Killjoy would all really just be a a a clown doll that Michael had, but he kind of summons a demon into the doll. <laughs> I I'll be honest, I didn't go into this movie with any any expectation of who Killjoy was, but right. this did still catch me off guard. Um, yeah, we're definitely doing our 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 child's play mm -hmm. here with the summoning circle and all this stuff. I love how we also kind of imply that Michael doesn't have any other furniture or live with anyone else. He's just in this one room <laughs> with yeah. candles. Um, but yeah, I guess Killjoy's a doll that doesn't get fully summoned until post-Michael's death, which I 
didn't know what direction we were going to go there, but I guess kind of makes sense. I I like I had a couple theories going into that part. I was like, maybe he'll just get possessed by mm-hmm. the doll. Maybe the doll will like come alive when he's not looking and like kill his enemies. Like I was going through some of the tropes that we normally get with mm-hmm. this stuff. And we do still land on a kind of trope, but it was yeah. different than what I expected. The, the the thing about Killjoy is this movie really doesn't like to answer any questions. So don't ask it any because yeah, it's like, keep it moving <laughs> as little as they can say to move the plot along specifically the Killjoy is what will be said. And so there's not a lot going on basis wise because you have some why does it also take a year for killjoy to exact revenge on everyone Um, who wronged michael (laughs) also it was a year then okay i wasn't sure about that particular time skip because it was very abrupt and (laughs) jada was already macking on a new man and i was very confused for a little bit but they do Mm. slip it in there that it's that been a year, I guess. It's one year later because, my, yeah, Michael gets killed. Uh, <laughs> Lorenzo, baby boy, and T-Bone come. Or baby, and, baby face, right? Baby face. I think it's baby boy. I think Is it's it baby, baby boy? boy because every time they said his name, I was like, baby boy, stay on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's baby boy. <laughs> um, But... They're the our gang, our group who are, I guess, our bad guys. If you want to call them that, well, yeah, yeah, we do want to call them that. I don't know why I said that. Like, oh, you can choose. <laughs> They're definitely the bad <laughs> no, that's guys. That's exactly what they are. Um, but they take Michael to scare him, and then Lorenzo kills him, and mm-hmm. on accident. Accident, quote unquote. He's like, I didn't know the gun was loaded. What are then what are you doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> also, why did you point and point and pull accidentally pulled the trigger? And Lorenzo doesn't seem that unfazed. Uh, like, so unfazed like, by Oh no. Um, but my favorite is when they're they have him down on the ground and <laughs> and baby boy is like punk ass buster <laughs> and, <then laughs> and then michael's down there and he's like it's not necessary <laughs> when lorenzo's <laughs> pointing the gun at him and he lorenzo's was like it is necessary all of the lines that they say in this moment i'm like did you let them improv or are they these ha- written on the page <laughs> I don't know about this scene, but I know damn well there's improv in this movie because there just ain't no way. There (laughs) ain't no way that was on the page. I Um, don't know. One, I think one of the big moments for me, I was like, no, that's improvised, is when like Baby Boy's (laughs) calling Michael out from the window. You know that he was just told, all right, just shout some stuff until he comes down or something like that. He. Oh, yeah. He's like, come on, man. I ain't trying to hurt you, bro. I'm just trying to be friends, bro. Come down. I know how Jada feels about you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, especially during the fight sequences, too. I know some of those lines were improvised. But Mm -hmm. um, talk a little bit about the gang for a second here. Um, More specifically, just Baby Boy. 
look, here's the thing. So, <laughs> as a black man who has been anywhere near the industry, um, I've had to audition for, play, etc. The gang member, the thug, the etc. The etc. Right. And for myself, I always think I do a terrible job at it because it just feels foreign to me. I didn't grow up that way. I've grown up around it, but like I don't capture that essence very well. I know that about myself. Yeah. And me personally, I just feel like we should have also known that about Baby Boy because Baby Boy ain't been in the game oh, yeah. in his life. <laughs> Baby Boy ain't about that life. No. <laughs> Baby he Boy, he ain't from there. And we could tell it from his rap. I said, oh, <laughs> yes, Lord. we could. The, fr- <laughs> the freestyle rap, one of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> Check out the lyric as I bring it as you hear it. You better grab your girl because I'm a rock her world. Don't be stepping to me the wrong way, the wrong time, because you know I'm about to kick that rhyme. You better get that shit right, baby. Pass that shit because I want to take a hit. Get real high and forget about that shit. Now you want to rap. Pass the blunt. Show you how it's done. T to the B-O-N-double-E. Lay you on your back for free, no fee. When they see me coming, all them busters flee. Who the hell I be? Notorious OG. When Baby Boy rap shit with shit, I was like, mm-mm. You an actor, baby. Mm-mm. You went to Juilliard. But even before but this, even before that, it's it's we got an interesting little little crew here for for sure. And then even um, T Bone, T Bone now T Bone gets the job done. He comes across mm-hmm. as his role. But what I love about T Bone is how much fun that man has after he dies because he is eating up the screen yeah. once he's undead. T Bone. T Bone is having a great time. That when when Lorenzo comes to finally gets pulled into Killjoy's lair and the undead minions come. Everything that T-Bone says, I'm like, oh, you're on your death jam, like comedy jam (laughs) tour. Now that you're dead, why are you pulling off these one-liners and like doing a whole stand-up routine? It was, and when he was like, man, if you don't clap this clown. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was, that's the part where I was like, no way, that's improvised. It was that, it was that (laughs) section. But it was the way he threw, he had his hands on his head and like threw them out in exasperation. (laughs) That really got to me. I was like, what is that? Because also the undead goons aspect feels so odd because why are they now killjoys minions? minions because it's like now so when lorenzo comes in both baby boy and t-bone are very much oh kill this clown kill him blah, blah, blah. look what he did to us but then later they're helping killjoy <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> i mean i'm I, you know, it is what it is. That's all I'm saying. But it is, it does seem at first like they're kind of just going to be hanging around in the background, mm-hmm. just commentating. But yeah, they do kind of end up working for Killjoy. Yeah, they have a very on. active role. And I think it was, <laughs> it was partially probably to keep the actors and those characters around because we kill them off mm-hmm. fairly quickly. Granted, 
short runtime, so we do have to like speed things along. So I don't mind how quickly they get taken out. But mm. here's the thing is like, despite that, this cast is pretty small overall. And yeah. so it's very hard to have a high kill count, especially for a revenge film where the character gets their revenge 30 minutes into the movie. <laughs> we still have right. like another half of this film to kind of sort out. So it was just really funny to me when later on we get to the magical homeless man talking about that so many people have died. And I was like, brother, it's been like yeah, three. I know. <laughs> and he said, so many have died. Even Lorenzo. Yeah, he was one of the he was three one of the people three that died. <laughs> he makes up a pretty big chunk of that, actually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all of this happens. The most surprising aspect of everything to me is so we cut to one year later and Jada has broken up with Lorenzo. We find out from Jamal, actually, that Jada broke up with Lorenzo exactly a year ago, the same day that he killed Michael. And you think to yourself, oh, because she she mentioned she's like, I'm having a really hard time moving on from Lorenzo. And so you think, oh, man, that's like she doesn't know. She doesn't know what he did. They know. <laughs> they know that he killed someone. Jamal says he's a killer. Think about Michael. So, Jada, you're telling me, you know, Lorenzo's a murderer. And you're having a hard time moving on from him a year on? A year on. I, as a first-time watcher, I was under the impression that she just had no idea that Michael was dead. Like, it's... <laughs> you would hope. <laughs> you would hope. <laughs> it seemed like from her energy... Now, granted, again, I didn't understand in the moment that a time skip had happened. So for me, <laughs> it was like the next day after Michael died, I just see Jada in this room of Jamal making out. And I'm like, um, mm -hmm. a little bit attacked, please. My man's just died. <laughs> but then the sequencing of that whole scene was just weird because it's like, all right, they come to study. Then they start making out. Then she's having a hard time getting over Lorenzo. I'm like, okay. And then Jamal's like, but yeah, don't, do you, don't you remember Michael? Don't forget about Michael. Yeah. Why are you telling jada to remember about michael when you are currently trying to sleep with jada i was i was so confused because at first it was like oh i'm into you then it's like oh you're still into lorenzo he's like forget about lorenzo think about me is what i thought he would say right instead he said no think about michael and then i'm like right why aren't we thinking about michael what happened but that's the thing that's crazy he's literally like Think about Michael because Lorenzo killed him. But he doesn't and explicitly like, say that he killed him. But let me ask you this. <laughs> if I was there and this, imagine you're Jada and I come up and I say, why are you hung up on Lorenzo? He is a cold blooded killer. Don't think about Lorenzo. You should be thinking about Michael. You're telling, what are you, Shoot. what? conclusion <laughs> the thought is you should be thinking what happened to michael because you ain't got no remorse <laughs> you ain't thought about michael in a year the man has not popped up in a whole ass year aren't you worried about where michael is what is it i don't know 
can tell me. I don't know. I, I guess... Lorenzo. Your ex? Yeah. Didn't you guys break up a year ago? Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. I still have feelings for him. Oh, Jada, give me a break. Jamal, what am I supposed to do? He took my virginity when I was with him. What am I supposed to do? Just forget about him just like yes. that? Yes. I can't. Although I try, I just can't. I don't see what you see in him, Jada. He ain't nothing but a cold-blooded killer anyway. You need to be thinking about Michael. You gotta get over him, Jada. You got to. I know. He's not even thinking about you anyway. You're right. I know you're right. I know I am. So to be fair, we don't even know the kind of relationship. From what it seems, it just seems like her and Michael were classmates. <laughs> and like he had like a crush a on crush, her. Yeah. yeah, he had a crush on her and he wanted to be with her. But still, confirmation, Lorenzo's a killer. Let's move on. Which she does swiftly because then her and Jamal start having sex. Which is wildly intercut with our three guys <laughs> rapping and smoking a blunt and talking about going to have sex with another woman. Um, the confusion that was on my face <laughs> for these like 10 minutes. The sequencing um, is just so strange. It's something. It's a choice. There's a couple. So we that that's one of the wilder cuts. Another time is when Lorenzo's new girlfriend is taking a shower and we keep cutting back and forth between her taking a shower and Lorenzo fighting Killjoy. Also, some wildly different things to be cutting back and forth between. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, basically after all that happens, the entire rest of the movie is our three guys being taken out post Killjoy coming to handle them. Yeah, They all go into the back of an ice cream truck and get teleported into a warehouse, mm -hmm. which is like Killjoy's domain. Place. <laughs> yeah. That's like his little boy like boiler room. I, <laughs> is this warehouse. <laughs> yep. I also love that everybody does a superhero landing when they arrive yes. in the warehouse. It's like a game. It's like when a game is loading in and your character's just like like breathing. <laughs> Especially with T-Bone and Baby Boys. There's this long. And nobody seems phased by the fact that they were in the back of an ice cream truck. And are now in and a are completely now in a different place. Full-ass warehouse. Yeah, not a single person <laughs> reacts to that the way that they should. No one in the in whole the movie. You would think, yeah. Not a single one. No. And the only people who I do give a pass to are T-Bone and Baby Boy because they are high as shit when they go in there. Right. So, like, mm -hmm. for them, I give them a bit of a pass where, like, they can, you know, they're in a different mind state. But everybody else that it happens to just moves on from that shit way too quickly. <laughs> like, yeah. when you enter in the back of a car and end up in a warehouse, you need to be asking more questions. That's weird. <laughs> that's suspicious i would be a little bit confused but they immediately start investigating walking around doing whatever and then yes all three of them because you have to 
Well, maybe not. But in this movie, at least, it's like you get pulled into the warehouse first, and that's where Killjoy kind of takes care of you. So we get some fun. They're fun deaths. They're fun. Yeah, I mean, for like low budget deaths, they're, they're fun. fun. Lorenzo's is the best one, obviously, um, because he shoots Killjoy, who then just like swallows the, absorbs the bullets, and then spits them back out into Lorenzo. Although I do also really love baby boys just because I love the silhouette of Killjoy in the ice cream truck <laughs> when he's driving towards <laughs> Lorenzo and you just see his like big hair in silhouette and he's like bouncing in the driver's seat. I love that. It's so ridiculous, but it's fun. Mm -hmm. It's um, fun. T-Bones isn't bad either. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's that, I feel like out of all of them, that one is, the least fun to me it's it's all right i feel like we're definitely going for like low budget nightmare on elm street here with a lot of these right yeah. where it's like we go into the the hellscape realm whatever and then like things happen to you but they're kind of like kooky because killjoy is a clown so he's having fun while he kills you and they 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 do what they need to do and like I feel like, especially after T-Bone's death and, like, you know, you see some of that CGI and stuff like that, I feel like you just get very acclimated to the kind of movie you're watching, so it doesn't, mm -hmm. like, bother you. And all the kills, again, serve as something to move the story forward. Um, but again, I still stand by, it is a bold choice to set this movie up as a revenge story and then kill off all of the bad guys right at the beginning. Right. Because then we had to, like, kind of invent a secondary objective <laughs> yes. for Killjoy. <laughs> that is the biggest issue with this film, is that once we take out our three goons, they now what is Killjoy's purpose? So not only that, but all this happens in such quick succession that when we hop back to finally hop back to Jada. She's still in bed with Jamal from when they were having sex earlier. Like it, it like that's yeah. the span of time that we've had. They had sex and then fell asleep and they're still in bed from that. Also, Monique is still here. You forgot about her, I bet, but she's still <laughs> a, an important part of this plot. Um they definitely yeah, could have weaved, I think Jada and Monique throughout more and had them maybe just like existing in life because now they have to find some way to pull them in to the plot because the homeless man comes back and you're right he is like the all-knowing spiritual guide now i guess he's meant to be an angel he's I, meant to be our exposition dump let's just call him what he is but then he walks back and he's like Good luck. And he like <laughs> unfurls his arms and then disappears. <laughs> disappears, which again, our characters do not react properly no. to the thing that they just witnessed. But in their defense, I have a feeling that no one on the screen during that moment had any idea what they were going to be seeing. <laughs> like, I yeah. don't think they knew what that cut was going to be. Therefore, did not know how to react to this man vanishing in thin air. <laughs> yes, I agree. They probably had no idea what the effect was going to be. So all of them are just looking at him like, okay, after he disappears rather than, 
Oh my gosh. Which I mean, the man just vanished. Their reactions to most things are much more subdued than they should be. Not because of the acting, just point blank period. Like the way that they deliver these lines is in complete opposition to how you would expect the line to be said. A lot of that happens with our final confrontation between <laughs> between them and Killjoy. My favorite is when they hear Killjoy laughing and Monique goes, oh my God, he's here. And then later on, when they hear Jamal getting his ass whooped in the background and Jada's like, Jamal? It's Jamal. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> look... I'll be real here. And I, this is me being as nice as possible. I ain't trying to step on nobody's toes, right? Because we don't know. We don't really know. But there is there is a thin line between, like, the acting and the editing. And there's a lot of sequences, especially with Monique and Jada, where I'm not sure which one is the problem here. Because- <laughs> Because like you said, the things that these characters are saying versus the things that are happening in real time often just don't match up at all. And it's, again, you know, lower budget, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there there were times when it was a taking me out. And although (laughs) I was very loosely in there in the first place, it was still, still (laughs) serving as a pretty big distraction. It's yeah, and, and especially when so much of the end of this movie is just them having to deal with <laughs> Killjoy. That's the thing; it's just them. It's just them, and so first of all, they get there, and Monique won't answer the door, despite the fact that she told them to rush over to her apartment. She doesn't answer the door. They finally come in. The angel man shows them everything that's been going on he holds hands with them and they can like see his vision (laughs) well also when they walk in they are just standing there comatose in monique's apartment and and of course jada's she's like what's going on and monique's like just listen to the man like um gets pissed off (laughs) right away she was being controlled by killjoy or something like i thought she was possessed (laughs) the way she was acting was like okay Clearly something's wrong with both of these yeah. characters. And it's like, no, they were just waiting for dramatic effects. And he is just the most... Eloquent? <laughs> I was going to say he gives... He's very much the definition of like, yes, like, go girl, give us nothing. Because he does show them the vision. And then he proceeds to just keep saying, well, Jada, you know what you have to do. And she's like, I don't. And he goes, I really know. Jada, you know what this means. Bitch, I who are you? I don't know what's going on. He he And and I leave it to you. <laughs> yeah, I leave the rest to you. Because he tells he's like, Oh, you have to he's after you. Killjoy's now after you, Jada. Um, you have to the love of a good woman is stronger than evil. You have to take out the heart and then kill the doll. That's I leave the rest to you. And Jada's like, why is he after me? Jada, you know why. How? Jada's barely been in this movie, first of all. She just <laughs> got pulled into the plot. She's been having sex all day. Jada has no idea what's going on. Jamal is immediately on board. He's like, let's go. Let's go get this clown. 
I love that Jamal is the one who says, all right, once we get in there, we don't split up. We stay together. They get in there and then Jamal goes, we should split up. Immediately. (laughs) (laughs) There's only two different directions you could go. So they didn't even need to split up because there's only two doors. (laughs) And so like two people at least were going to have to go through one door together, which is what Jada and Monique do. And then Jamal goes off on his own and runs in to kill Joy right away. And that's the only reason he wanted to split up. He was like, we're never going to find him in this warehouse. Walks through the doorway. There's Killjoy. (laughs) Where are we? This must be it. This must be the place that homeless man was talking about. Are you sure? Of course, I'm sure. Did you guys hear that? Oh, my God, he's here. Oh, shit. What are we going to do? Listen, I got a plan. We gotta split up. What? Look, it's the only way. No, fuck that. I'm not going nowhere without you guys. I agree with Monique. We should stick together. Look, do you guys want to find this clown or what? Not Not really. really. But it's the only way, right? Look, we're gonna find this motherfucker. We gotta split up. We can't do it by, we can't do it together. This place is too big. No, Jamal, we should stick together. Let's do this. Let's split apart for a while, and if nothing happens, we'll meet back here in five minutes. No, Jamal, no. Look, Jada, we got to. We got to. I'll be back in five minutes. It's like, you know, the entrance is cool, but I'm starting to get the impression it's not a huge warehouse. I think you guys could have scoured it. No. pretty easily um and also there's no time limit it's there's it, it's not one of those things where oh if we don't find him in t- before the sunrise he <laughs> reaches his full power Kildred's just hanging out like that all they know is that he's after jada mm-hmm. so then stick with jada because <laughs> he's gonna find her <laughs> it's it's uh it's something i will say that's definitely something mm-hmm. um and so this whole last confrontation what have you is interesting because it is silly and it makes no sense um and i do think a lot of it is just padding some kind of artificial action into our latter half here because we have a whole fight sequence Mm y'all between jada and friends versus the undead goons which is kind of fantastic in just its sheer wackiness um at some point jamal obtains a katana and stabs lorenzo um monique finds a battle axe or some or bat something battle axe adjacent yeah like yeah. a medieval fucking axe it's just sitting on the floor <laughs> she just slides it's over like a pickaxe or something something and so another undead goon gets decapitated um baby dead baby boy just gets his eyes poked a little bit and somehow that kills him but because baby boy's not about that life we already figured this out truly not about that life even (laughs) post-mortem but yeah there's a whole ass fight sequence um then killjoy gets involved uh, of course takes out uh monique and and jamal they're still alive of course (laughs) but they're down for the count for this whole final confrontation Uh, until they (laughs) yeah until they need to wake up Uh, yeah uh, 
until it's properly timed for them to wake up, they are knocked yeah. the fuck out. But I do love because they're all sitting on the ground, like huddled up together. And then Kildred comes in and gives this whole speech thing, whatever. And that's another point that I love the line de- delivery because Jamal gets up to fight Killjoy. And and they're like, Jamal, no. And then Monique jumps up, just like tries to slap him on the back of his head, gets tossed. And it's like <laughs> the way that Jada is just sitting there watching as if <laughs> as if her friends and her new boyfriend aren't at all in mortal peril. She's just sitting there watching as if she is watching like a cartoon or something to be fairly honest. And I mean, of course, as always, no disrespect. I just could not stand Jada. <laughs> Jada was getting mm-hmm. my damn nerves the whole movie. Uh, but also before moving on from the fight, se- uh, the fight sequence, uh, Jamal gives that killer Miller timeline, which that one that set me <laughs> that that absolutely the hey boneheads is Miller time. <laughs> Lost it. Lost it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Jada, Jada's just frustrating because her character just feels so comatose the entire time mm-hmm. where she's just like, it feels like the plot is just swinging her back and forth. Like she's just going wherever the script tells her to go. It doesn't feel like this character has like their own internal motivations. It's just, no. I am dating this person, then I'm dating this person, then I'm dating this person. Now it's my time to stab Killjoy. That's that's how it felt yes. like the plot of Jada went. Despite everything being about Jada, Jada is truly an afterthought in this film. I think she's just there to be pretty and for every guy to be in love with her mm-hmm. is kind of Jada's, Jada's thing. And so she does get up and uh, approach Killjoy and... She's like, yeah, I'll kiss you. <laughs> I'll kiss you if you promise to leave forever. It's like, okay. And Kildare agrees to it, and she truly believes him. They have a very long kiss. I'm like, girl, you don't even need to do all that. Like, you yeah. told him you would kiss him. Just give him a quick a quick peck. Why are you still kissing? And then Kildare Why has, has it that... been... <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. I was going to say, and then Killjoy has that long-ass reaction to being kissed. Oh, yeah. You think he's about to break out of it. Like, I feel like that's the moment where he could have, like, ooh, and then just become shattered. Michael. Yeah. And it's not. He just does that for a long time, and Jada stands there and watches him. And it's he's like, like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Killjoy is relishing in that kiss for a solid 60 seconds before we get another line. Yeah, that blew his top off. He was he's he was loving it. But we do find out that Michael is Killjoy, basically. Michael and Killjoy surprise. are one and the same. Big surprise. It's been me the whole time. And it's, you know, it's kind of crazy because having this be Michael <laughs> feels kind of mean. Like, I don't know. It's just weird that it's it makes like it's like, yeah, OK, it's a revenge story, what have you. But also, then we have to see Michael get stabbed and killed 17 times in this ending bit. And you're like, Michael wasn't a bad guy. And like, I understand he wants revenge and stuff and he wanted that. But it is strange to have it all boil down to it having to watch Michael get stabbed in the heart. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I was thinking that too as Michael's getting stabbed. I was like, we could have just done the one and done. We didn't have to repeatedly murder this yeah. man 
for the second time this movie. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, of course, the micro reveal, if that surprised you, surprise for me, it was like, <laughs> this is the most obvious shit ever. <laughs> but I mean, this look, this last conversation or whatever between Michael and Jada, I like I like Michael, even in the end, like I like his mm-hmm. performances. He's serving the role that he needs to have like the oh, think twice about killing Killjoy because it's actually me. Like, don't hurt me, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's fine. I just think we do it too many times. Like, yeah. we <laughs> we have to kill him at least two or three times at the end of the movie before Killjoy is finally dead. And surprise, he's actually not dead. So it's like, what was it worth? I am shocked that with a movie this short, any part of it drags. But the last 10 minutes really feels oh like an eternity. Oh, my gosh. Yes, because she kills Michael. And then they realize, oh, we he because then he comes back. Not only does he come back, but all of them come back to life. And they said, oh, the doll. We have to kill the doll. And then they get transported to Michael's room. And Monique knows that it's Michael's room. Just off rip. They're like, where are we? And she's like, we're in Michael's room. It's like, girl, what? (laughs) Um, And then Michael shows up. They have to make like a little circle. And then Michael shows up. And they they know (laughs) a suspicion. Vicious amount Monique about magic circles. Knows too. You know what really pissed me off? <laughs> so it's like after she kills Michael again and the, the vibration, the house starts vibrating, all the thugs are out doing thriller because they're like shaking in the street. And it looks, <laughs> it's so long. They're doing it for so long. It's so and silly. And then we cut back and Monique is like, nobody broke the circle, right? Okay, now we have to make a smaller circle. Now we have to shake our eyes. Now we have to throw our ass in a circle. Now we have to do the walk. (laughs) Now play dead. All right, now get up. Pop lock and drop it. I think we're okay. How many rules? And how do you know all these? It's like when she was like, shake your eyes. Girl, if you don't be so fucking serious right now, what does that even mean? Shake my eyes. It pissed me off. Because what is going on? And why is this imperative to the the ritual? Michael, Michael's dead. Why are we doing all this? And how long were you with that homeless man? How much did he teach you? <laughs> what it's do you like, know? <laughs> it's so crazy. I'm like, this is too much. Too much. Yeah. She became <laughs> a master of the occult over the course of an evening. Oh, um, my gosh. But- yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of just unexplained towards the end, which I'm personally fine with. Again, I don't need any more runtime. I don't need anything <laughs> yeah. else. Like, I am cool just brushing over all this shit. Yeah. <laughs> because at I'm some spent. point, the movie just completely stops caring. And you have to, too. Otherwise, you're going to get left behind. Mm-hmm. But we do see Michael in hell (laughs) like Mm -hmm. killjoy basically says you got all your chances and you're done and michael gets sent which is another thing it's like oh now michael's just suffering for the rest of his life i don't know he didn't i feel like he didn't have to go out like that (laughs) I, i mean i agree with you i do but we also have to remember the fact that Bullying aside, Michael was practicing the dark arts on what is theoretically a regular basis. So, yeah, perhaps his soul was already damned. He dabbled in black arts. Okay. (laughs) Okay. 
Yeah, he was a dabbler. <laughs> yeah, he made some deals. He wanted to he wanted to get revenge in real life, you know, what have you. But Eternal Damnation, okay. maybe it's a lot. Maybe it's a lot. I'll give it to you. I don't think every dabbler deserves to burn in hell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was okay with being one with Killjoy and killing all those people. Yes. But I just think Michael got the short end of the stick at the end of the day is yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you're, and you're not wrong. Mans did get shot on accident, allegedly. On uh, it, for asking a girl out to the homecoming dance. Now, like I said, we don't know the backstory. We don't mm -hmm. know how much other shenanery was going on. But Jada was caressing his hand. I just don't know the history behind all of it. I yeah, really don't. It's It's a lot. And... It's, you know, it kind of is what it is, but what that part does a good job of is it sets up the idea of sequels, right. right? Because we had this connection between Michael and Killjoy for this whole film, and then that scene establishes that Killjoy is operating of his own accord, so we don't need Michael anymore to keep Killjoy going. That's smart. I give it to y'all. That is smart. That's a good way to separate that villain from that specific specific character so you can continue on with him later on it's smart i get it and it's like one of those things where there are i think a lot of scenes in this movie that don't need to be there but that one at least serves a very particular purpose mm -hmm. so i'm kind of cool with it yeah then we get like two little stinger endings where jada is just having nightmares about killjoy um mm -hmm. They have one where they're in this club and they meet some old classmates and it's Killjoy and Lorenzo. It turns out to be them. I love Jamal's face when he sees when they when the guy's like, my brother's name is Killjoy. The face Jamal makes, oh, chef's kiss. It's so good. <laughs> so good. It is so good. And then right after that, she wakes up and has another dream where <laughs> Jamal like starts to get sexy and he goes into the covers. And then when he pops back up, it's Killjoy. And then that's the end. Um, yeah. Implication, end. I guess, that she'll just have night, that she's like still suffering from nightmares about it. Yeah. Um, and another thing that we're just not going to skate over in this episode is the fact that we do end this movie oh. on the line. That was some good ass pussy. That is the last line <laughs> of the movie. That is the last line in the movie. And it does piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for reminding me thank you for, uh, thank you for i just that. like I, I can't i can't i can't after that experience to just button everything with that i was like killjoy i understand what you are now <laughs> yeah and his wigs flopping the whole time he says it it's 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 it is the essence of killjoy truly mm -hmm. um but yeah that <laughs> That is the movie. <laughs> and I think that this is one of those movies where it teeters just on the line of almost being like just so bad it's bad. But to me, I think it pushes past. I do think that it becomes so bad it's good because there are sections and sequences of it that are just so preposterous. Mm -hmm. And like the lines and the editing and the music and the way that it unfolds at times is very entertaining. Mm -hmm. It keeps my 
like attention for most of it. It's just that ending where I feel like it starts to wane. But for me personally, I do think that this is like a, a, a so bad it's good. Yeah, it like barely made it there for me, but it did make yeah. it there because like this movie just has so many things that you can kind of meme on and just enjoy while you're watching it. You, if you set your expectations very low going in, it's just hard to be disappointed. And like yeah. there are times when the movie didn't necessarily impress me, but it surprised me with how much fun it was. And also one last note that I didn't want to leave without is audio in this movie is an interesting beast. Um, and they are not mm-hmm. shy about stock audio. And one of my favorite parts was after um, Lorenzo's new girl discovers his body in the garbage mm-hmm. or the garbage truck, discovers his body in the ice cream truck. Somehow we managed to fit every stock movie scream I have ever heard into <laughs> a single sequence. And that I take back what I just said. That was impressive. That had me shook. I don't know how we did it. <laughs> But we took the entire Scream library and put it into that scene. Incredible. Oh, yeah. There is also a sound cue moment where it's right when we cut to one year later after Michael just got killed. And Jada's walking down the street. And at first, it's just total silence for like three seconds. And then the music kicks in. It was such a delayed music cue (laughs) and we have a couple of those where it's like the music doesn't come in quite at the time you're expecting or when the music comes in it's not the vibe that you were expecting to be like it doesn't match tonally to what's happening in the scene also sometimes it's hard to tell what people are saying because the music is too loud or the effects are too loud i recommend watching this with captions on and even still sometimes the captions are wrong you can figure out basically what they're saying but I do recommend watching this movie with the captions on because you might not hear anything (laughs) otherwise at times. (laughs) Very true. But all right. That's everything I got. Unless you got some Mm -hmm. last notes. Um, that's about it for me. Another moment that I do love is just when the, our angel guy, when he's giving everyone the vision and he's like rolling his eyes back, (laughs) it, it's so long. Like he's rolling his eyes back for so long the linger time of this reaction shot rivals Twilight, first of all. Secondly, this movie loves a dramatic zoom, but it loves it the most in this scene. Everything that happens during that scene, is that's my favorite part of the movie. I'm just going <laughs> to point blank period come out and say the vision and trying to tell them what's going on with Killjoy, my favorite part of this movie, hands down. It- it is this movie's a masterclass in learning what both good and bad coverage looks like uh, <laughs> and when you need to cut away from certain shots but yes. yeah <laughs> oh, but okay i guess we need to figure out what we're going to rate this out of that is so um, true <laughs> we can rate it out of creepy ice cream trucks can't do it out of blunts but there are a lot of blunts uh, <laughs> there, there is also like a killer blunt that's what kills t-bone see look we can't do blunts but killer blunts that <laughs> that to me is in our wheelhouse 
<laughs> that might that might be the one. Let's do it. <laughs> you ain't gotta tell me more than once. I'm <laughs> All righty. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. I'll I'll go first. <laughs> All right, guys. First timer here. Long time podcaster. <laughs> How do I feel about Killjoy? I'm gonna go ahead and give this movie. I'm going to give it a generous two out of five uh, killer blunts. <laughs> okay. This is, I, I'm going to side with Erica. This movie is, I think, so bad that it's good. But here's the thing. It's not a good movie. And like that part as just a movie lover is hard for me to get over. But once I do step past that, there is stuff that is fun here. There is stuff that is enjoyable. Killjoy is a treat to watch. His antics are funny. They're silly. Um, these characters for me all feel kind of stiff. Um, everything looks a little bit off, but again, it's like lower budget. There's just a different atmosphere to this. So I'm trying really hard not to be too hard on them for that reason. But I think overall, this is just like, it's a, it's a scary clown movie, right? There are so many of these. You have so many options for this in case you want to watch something like this. So picking Killjoy is really like a I'm just trying to have some fun and I'm like curious about this. Um, if you've never seen Killjoy, I do actually still recommend checking it out at least one time. Um, I'm not mad that I did. I just have a hard time actively um, promoting this to other people to go see. So <laughs> yeah. if you see it, you're curious about it and you think it'd be a lot of fun or you just want something kind of mindless to throw on. I think Killjoy's fine for that. Um, also, again, it's a nice black history pick because the cast is very black and mm -hmm. is a very black centric film. And that always still feels fun. Even if it's not the best movie, I enjoy seeing it. So overall, not a great film. I still had a good time with it, but I'm still going to rate it a two out of five uh, killer blunts. I'll give this one a 2.5 out of five killer blunts. Okay. I, and I have fun with it. It's stupid, but it's it's like a silly stupid in the sense of for the most part i enjoy moments of it i do think it's really ridiculous but i do think it's a great movie to throw on um with friends or when you're just maybe just in the mood for like a little mindless something i don't know i like it enough like i enjoy it enough that i'm wanting to watch the other ones in the series it is not like the best so bad it's good movie that I've ever seen, particularly in the horror genre, but some of the moments in it are just so funny to me. And I, it's a pretty easy watch. The hardest part of it is honestly just the ending. Like once, once we get to just that final battle conclusion, I do think this movie drags. And I feel like it's the type of movie where if, they had maybe figured out a few more like little bits and bobs to it. I think it actually would have been a fine movie, but it's one of those movies where there's not a lot going on here. And like, that'll that's fine. And that'll work for some people, but for other people, I think it won't, but I don't have any real issues with it, it besides the big glaring, like, so obviously this is why it's bad issues. But beyond that, like it wasn't boring. I think that's the worst thing you can be if you're going to be, a movie like this like a low budget b movie the worst thing you can be is boring true and killjoy to me is not a boring movie so for that i'm like it's just right in the middle it's not the top of my list it's not the bottom of my list 
I like it enough to check out more, but I don't come back to Killjoy like that often. But yeah, 2.5 out of 5 killer blunts, I think, is is <laughs> right where it will land for me. Okay, solid. <laughs> I, I do think at some point I'll check out Killjoy 2. Yeah. I would be shocked if I went anywhere past that. Though. Yeah. I'm interested in Killjoy Goes to Hell. I'm maybe interested. Fair, to fair. What's going on in there? But yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but all right, that is it for us and Killjoy. We would love to hear your homies' thoughts on this movie. You can always talk to us on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you prefer to email us, we are homies of horror at gmail.com. You can email us requests, recommendations, and business inquiries. You can also come into our Discord if you'd like to chit chat with us and the other homies about all things horror, but other things as well. If you'd like to come through there and join the discussions, you can find the link for that in our social media bios and if you're listening to this on monday that means that we will be streaming on twitch tonight twitch is where we play spooky games hang out have some drinks have some laughs we would love to see you homies in the chat link for that is also in our social media bios and last but certainly never least if you're so inclined we'd very much appreciate it if you'd leave us a rating or a review both can be done over on apple podcasts the more we get the better recommends our show to more listeners and we just like to hear what you homies are thinking of the show so if you have an apple account and have done that we'd love for you to over on spotify you can rate us by simply clicking the stars underneath our name but that is it for us that's also it for the month of february uh thank you homies for hanging out with us during this always wonderful black history month we hope that you've enjoyed our picks um and we hope that you guys have had an amazing month and the next time we will be seeing you it'll be march that's crazy but we'll see you then (laughs) Catch you next time, homies. Bye.